morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am fantastic, buddy. Uh, it's a beautiful, sunny autumn day You know, in December. And when I left the mountain, it was cloudy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Up there. Maybe it's because you're up there in the clouds. Maybe. And windy. And you get down here. And I got down here, and yeah, the sun broke through. I was like, oh. You got to live on the lake, buddy. I guess I should. Or have, have a studio there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes, we want to welcome you. And uh, it is Sunday, July 17th, 2017. Nope. And nope. we're finally getting around to releasing this episode. It's not. No. It is the 15th of December. 2042. It is December fifteenth of twenty twenty. Yes, yes, you are correct, Ray. I digress. So, have you had a good day? This is a Tuesday, I believe. It is. It's a Tuesday. It's a little unusual for us. Did you have a good weekend since I saw you yesterday? Yeah, I did. I had a nice uh, long weekend Monday night. <laughs> yeah, did you take a little vacation? A good, good Monday night weekend. Yeah, a little staycation. I you, did. You been watching any football this year? Uh, not really. No, they no. had a game last night. I hear. Did they? Yeah. Who played? Uh, I don't know, a couple of, maybe a couple the, teams. The Dallas football team against the Washington football team. Right. I don't know. Did you hear about the uh, the Indians? Well, I know. Um, I'm sorry. They are no the longer Cleveland, the Indians. The Cleveland baseball team? The, the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll just change all the day. Because what name is not offensive? The Buccaneers? Somebody's got to be offended by that. The Cowboys? Right. Got to be some rancher that's going to get offended by that. Yeah. Well, that is the Eagles. I guess they're they're okay. No, uh, it's uh, it's what is that called where you use another culture? Uh, There's a word for it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're stealing someone's culture. There's a word. So how how would the Eagles be? Because you would be stealing the culture of eagles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, humans can't fly. How come you can name your human football team the Eagles? You, that's cultural appropriation, Ray. Someone needs to stand up for the rights of the Eagles because yeah. they can't speak for themselves, John. <laughs> Isn't that how all social justice works? Is yeah. pe- people that feel like uh, they're better than others trying to stand up for someone who doesn't need them to stand up for them, <laughs> right? Well, I think I said it before, but, you know, uh, Bobby, Bobby Bowden. yeah. He, uh, oh, Florida State coach. When he was at Florida State, he went to the chief of the Seminole tribe, mm-hmm. and he asked them, "Is this? Are you okay with us being the Seminoles?" And the chief of the tribe, uh, and I quote, said, "Hell yeah, we love that." <laughs> that was his exact quote. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, hey, man, bring more publicity to my Yeah, to the tribe. Uh, nation, yeah. Yeah, fight for the tribe. We love it. So uh, Bobby was a smart man. Yeah, and then how did that work out? And they're still the Seminoles. <laughs> okay, yeah. so pretty well. Yeah, so maybe if the owner of the Cleveland, what was formerly known as the Indians, yeah, had gone to, I don't know, some tribes and said, how do you feel about us being the Indians? Well, he could have gone to India. Right. Yeah, he well could have. And then everybody's like, no, no, it's the American Indian. Okay, I mean, I went to India where right. the Indians uh, live. Uh, they uh, said they're fine uh, with they, it. They, they gave me the seal of approval. <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't want to be offensive. 
Jeez. So yeah. So everything. What, do they have a new name picked, or they're going to be the Cleveland I, baseball team? I, well, like the Washington football team is now just the Washington. I just assume that's because they couldn't decide on a name. Yeah. Well. Which do you remember back when Tennessee first got their football team, Mm-mm. and they were going through all these names? No. One, one of them that got really high on the list was the Copperheads. Oh. And my roommate and I at the time we were like, man, I hope they're the Copperheads. What, no. for the Titans? Yeah. Oh, okay. It became the Titans instead of the Copperheads. Right. I don't know how a Titan is Tennessee representative. I thought a Copperhead would be cooler and more relatable to people in Tennessee. I think it just because it starts with a T. Really? And there are no Titans to be offended. We'll have to edit this out. Hey, John, if you're listening, edit this out. But we used to make jokes about... Thank God you gave yourself note to self. And <laughs> if, if it makes it, right? If I remember, right, yeah. If you're even paying attention as it's going through, run to nobody, the bathroom. You know, and that, as you're editing, so often I'll go, "Oh, okay, get that," and you'll go, "What? Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening." <laughs> I think I'm listening more for coughs or dead air, right. or ums. But not really. Yeah. If we're talking and saying stuff, I'm not really paying attention. <laughs> So who knows what's going to come out. Hopefully we don't leave in this. Hopefully we'll bleep it out. So yeah. people... We'll miss the cough, though. Yeah. That's important. All right. So, uh, yeah. So here we are on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon on Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm glad we're recording because we haven't been recording a lot lately. We haven't. Well, we've, we've been busy. I think some yeah, things have been us. opening back up. We've had other obligations. Yeah. You know, I mean, those are nice because they do pay the bills. Well, and our last few have been very high level, uh, you know, uh, how would you describe them? Uh, I don't know. Our last one was on uh, software. Well, yeah, but I mean a few back, for like 10, the last 10 other than maybe a couple were like, you know, high level training and high level thought processes and culture of a dealership and yada, yada, yada. And today I thought we could talk about... Uh, you know, something this concrete that every salesman deals with across the board, every industry, yep. and that is... Before we go through that, yeah. Uh, any current events? Just well, a can I just our... tell what the topic is? No. I can't even tell what nope. the topic is. Nope, because you'll tell, and then you'll continue on <laughs> to explain and start to give your thoughts on it, and by the time it's my turn to talk... But we're going to be so deep into it that, yeah, we can't go back. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to well, cut you off. Let's go. do it your way. Right. <laughs> do we have any current events? Uh, I ordered some protein powder from the bodybuilding store the other day. Oh, That's wow. That's about the only thing going on in my life. Yeah, I noticed, you You know, you're looking like you're bulking up. <laughs> bulking up, yeah. <laughs> I'm bulking out or bulking up? Yeah, you're putting some bulk uh, on. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, you're bulky. So it's working. Yeah, oh, yeah. Order more of that protein powder. <laughs> and pizza. Yeah. Protein powder and pizza. Yeah. What, one of the main things, if you're going to take those, you know, protein-type supplements... Don't tell me. ...is you got to be working out. I mean, just the, the powder, the, the additional protein in your diet... 
I mean, it's got to be used for something in your body or... Well, here's what I... It's going to have a detrimental effect, is my thought. Is if you're cutting weight. If you're cutting weight, there's a danger of losing muscle mass. So if you you supplement with protein, it helps retain your muscle mass while you cut fat and others, whatever else is in your body. Right. So you're worried that you're going to wither away to nothing. I mean, that's what you're telling me. I don't want to be fat and weak. If I'm fat, I want to keep my muscle. And and if I could lose a couple of pounds of fat a week, that'd be good. I think your logic is flawed. Well, well, the data will be conclusive when I'm buffing and and snap you like a twig. Yes, that would conclude the data for sure. Uh, I look forward to that. Uh, so, what do you do? So you have any special I, I, current? I do, I do, just because well, you know, I don't we're care gonna, about them. Let's move on to the topic. <laughs> we're going to talk about concrete stuff. So, you know, we got to throw in some of the touchy feely, <laughs> the high level culture. A guy posted uh, Clifford Morgan, who is an organizational psychologist, uh, said too many leaders think being a good communicator is about being articulate and about conveying ideas clearly. That's true. But that's only part of the picture. People are different and have different communication preferences. Some like the executive summary. Some like the details. Some like blunt and upfront. Some prefer a softer delivery. Some prioritize tasks. Others prioritize people. Some like written. Some like verbal. Others like visual. Some like feedback only in private. Others don't mind it in public. When was the last time you were intentional about tailoring your communication to the individual you were communicating to? Don't be a one-trick communicator. It will significantly limit your leadership and influence. That's huge. We should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank God we didn't already determine what our uh, topic of the day was going to be. Uh, we're still, no, we're still going to talk about the other All thing. right. Well, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's very wise. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah, I think too many times we we uh, are concerned about. Well, I think it's a couple of things. One that we can, if if we have information to relay, we get a, a conversation going in our head uh, with ourselves about how we should relay that information and what data is important, what's not important, and we kind of gear our whole presentation around what we think. Right. Instead of thinking, what is our audience going to think when they receive this? Amen. Amen. Or how would I want to hear this information? Yeah. Rather than taking that same time to think, how would the person I'm communicating this best receive the information I'm going to be sharing? It's And I think it goes back to the active listening, which we've talked about in a number of different books we've referenced. But, you know, it's I think the key of listening is listening to understand rather than listening to respond, which I think is the normal course of most people. And in the same vein, to communicate in a way, how is this going to be best received by the person I'm trying to communicate to? Yeah, if I have a mission and my mission is that this person understands the information I'm providing, then I need to provide it in such a way that they own it and understand it. Right. Not in a way that I can walk away going, well, I gave him the information. Right. What he does with it, that's up to him. Right. It's your problem. I told you. (laughs) I told you if you didn't sell X many widgets, you were going to go out of business. Look at there. I was right. (laughs) So speaking about selling widgets. Yes. 
Let's get to our topic of the day. One of the most, uh, AKA topic du jour. Right. One of our most common objections in any sales presentation is, let me think about it. Yep. So we get through our presentation and, and the, the customer seems interested. It solves all their problems. It looks wonderful. They're all totally on board. All right, give me a few days to ponder. You know, let me look it over. Right. Let me check around. Let me think about it. I, I just think that's a very common thing across any sales industry, but uh, there are ways that we can get to the root objection, right? We would call that a stall. Yeah, it is. It's a stall. Right. And, uh, you know, it's the old, uh, let me think about it, right? Well, think about an elephant. How long does that take, right? <laughs> Big gray thing, flop ears, short little tail, flat feet. I mean, you know, you know. And the idea is 90% of the time, this is the, is the statistic I've heard, 90% of the time people know what vehicle they want, what price that they can agree to, what payment they can tolerate, what down payment they can come up with. They know, right? So, yeah, there's just just hesitating or stalling on pulling trigger. Yeah, and I, I think there are... Millions of underlying reasons, right? So we can't say, you know, for this reason, say this, and that reason, say that. Right. That's why sales training as a as an endeavor by a manager or as an industry, it, it's, it's, it can go on forever. Yeah. Be- because you can't, you can't have a canned response. Let me put it this way. It's better to understand how to get to people's objections rather than to have a canned response for 10 of them, and then you get an 11th and you don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, you got to understand why these 10 work. Yeah. It's good to have some things that just come out naturally. I'm looking. Oh, wonderful. Most people just start out looking. I'd be happy to get you all the information you need. Where can we start? Absolutely. Okay, I've got a patented answer for just looking. Yeah. But that doesn't mean if someone says, yeah, I'm here looking for my daughter. She's not with me, but I just kind of wanted to get an idea. Oh, shoot. I don't know what to say to that. I've never heard that one. Yeah. No, you got to understand. Absolutely. Or just walk, oh, well, forget it. <laughs> well, let me get oh, you one of the rookies. Yeah. Let, you know she's what? not even here? Yeah. Here's my card. Call me when, when she's available to come with you. Because I'm <laughs> or, not wasting half of my or, day. Or even better than that. And this has happened to me in, in, you know, in my sales career. You know, teenager walks on the lot. Yeah, my dad told me just to go out and look around at a few and find out what I like. And then he would start coming with me. Right. Well, how many people want to work that deal? <laughs> right. I've sold those. I have too, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, I remember a couple of your oh, deals yeah. selling those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think in those situations, that goes to, yeah, I mean, either, I think if it's at the beginning of the process, mm-hmm. don't buy into it, right? Okay, great. Let's walk through the process, right? We'll deal with it at the end, right? What do we need to do to move forward? When's your dad available? Or when's your daughter going to be off school? Or whatever the case is. But but let's not hesitate to work the process because somebody has thrown up. And, and more likely than not, they're bringing up that early uh, stall mm-hmm. or ability to stall or opening that door. So if you accept, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. Great. Let's, let's go look at some vehicles. Now their defenses are down. 
Because they think, well, I've already addressed the fact that he knows I'm not buying today. Right. Right? So he now. Better, they think, he better not try to sell me. I've already told yeah, him. Yeah, I already laid that out there. So I'm safe. Right? So now they can bring down their, their you know, rather than go, well, you know, then you're going to have to just come back with your dad or you're going to have to, yeah. you know, wait until your daughter's here or whatever. I think, yeah, we move forward. Well, yeah, and if this happens in the greeting, I mean, you know, I was I was thinking of this more after the presentation right. and right. the close. At the close. But hey, if it comes up in the greeting, what is your next step? It's to sit down and do a needs analysis. Right. Well, hell, let's do that. Right. You know, there's there's no objection to doing the needs analysis. Yeah. So let's do it. Right. There's no objection to going and doing a vehicle presentation. So let's do it. Right. Because it We're still just, fulfills the purpose right. of your visit. Right. We're right. just getting further down the line in the process. Right. Now, when we get to, you know, sign here to take delivery of your new vehicle. Right. Oh, you need your dad or you need your daughter. Okay. I understand. Now, what do you think your daughter's going to say? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, obviously, we can't sell a car to a teenager, but if no. it's a dad buying for a kid. Right. What do you think they're going to say? Yeah. Let's do, get them on the phone. Do you think they'll like it? <laughs> why, don't, why don't we drive it over to them right now? Exactly. There you go. Wouldn't Let's you go like pick to- your dad up in it. I'll tell you what, you buy it now, we'll put a big bow on it, you bring her over tomorrow. Wow, won't she love it? Right, we'll do a big ceremony. Absolutely. So so what other objections? I mean, is it just uh, the stalls? Yeah. So a lot of times, I mean, we've all heard the same ones. Uh, my spouse, I've got to have my spouse with me, uh, You know, kind of similar to the, the kid or the parent. Um I need to check prices. You know, they always right. want to price shop. I need to check with my bank. I need to see what their rates are going to be. Yeah. You know, bank. All of, That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. yeah. But all of these, I mean, we can kind of dive into each one as much as we want to, but all of these come back to really one question is, is why? You right. know? I need to check with my bank. Why? Yeah. Well, because I think they might have a lower rate. Why do you think that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I just uh, thought I better check. Okay. Well, you know, this rate, normally the rate's five ninety nine. You've got bullet credit. I got whatever. We got a 0% at Ford Motor Credit. You think your bank's going to be lower than zero, sir? <laughs> you know. Right. But it's why and why. It's, why yeah. else? Why else? Yeah. It's what is preventing you? And now let's deal with that uh, isolated, this is the only thing, right? If you can nail down to one definitive objection, everything else is agreed. And and I think it goes back to something we talked about in a previous episode where if you're getting commitments along the way, mm-hmm. then the close is a lot easier. Those little objections are a lot easier because they're going to, they're going to want to reinforce their earlier commitments with later commitments. Well, along those lines, they've already kind of convinced themselves with your help that this is the right vehicle. This is the right dealership. Right. You are the right salesman. Right. It is a good time to buy. I just want to make sure the rate's okay. Oh, well, then that's a tiny thing compared to those other four oh, huge yeah. confirmations. Especially right? seeing how we're, you know, a premier vendor. We have over 30 different lending sources and, you know, my finance team is one of the best in the country of finding the best rate, depending on, you know, that you deserve based on your credit. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm talking about is that, you know, is a piece of a, a larger um, rebuttal 
to the objection of rate, right? Or, yeah. or payment or whatever. Uh, and that's something you just know because you've used it so many times. Right. But I think that's the underlying principle is when we get these stalls or these even real objections, it's to get to the core of how's the customer feeling. Yeah. I said we weren't going to talk about feelings, <laughs> right? But what gives them the impression that this is, you know, what reservations do they have? Yeah. Why is this not a good idea to move forward? Right. And then let's get that out in the open, you know, and let's talk about it. Let's yeah. work through those feelings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the more we can get them to articulate where their reservation is, the less power and influence it's going to have over the deal. Right? I mean, I know that's very feelings-oriented, John. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not not. a feelings kind of guy. Well, I am. I'm very, uh, I'm very, uh, what is that called? I'm I'm a softy, Ray. You are. You got a big heart, John. I know that about you. Uh, Don't tell anybody. Yeah, I know. It's our little secret. Uh, Yeah, so what are some others? Um, I need to talk to my spouse. You know, we said this earlier in the show. I don't have my trade. What do you think they'll say? Okay, trade. I don't. Yeah, the. I mean, obviously, I'm just kind of rattling off one-liners yeah. here, but you know, the 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 geographical location of your vehicle has nothing to do with the value of it. Right? Absolutely, right. it's it's the worth fact, the same. No the matter fact that it's not here is not going to impact the value. Wherever it is, it has the same value. Let's work through that. And in that situation, let's just dive into that. So I would, I would put a figure on that, and I would make it clear that this is a. Um, you know, contingent. a quote. Yeah. It's contingent it, upon being able to see the vehicle. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, but I, if it is I, exactly what you say it is, hey, I feel confident that this is the price that right, we're going to be able to give you. You got a 2017 Tahoe. I'm going to assume it's worth 18 grand. You know, got good tires on it. The transmission's fine. The motor's fine. You bring it in, it's got a couple of dings and scratches. No big deal. Right. Now, obviously, you know, we pull it in here and it has three wheels and still on the back of a tow truck yeah that that ain't gonna work but But, they know that i mean you know they they want an honest figure so i think more often than not they're going to give you an honest assessment of their vehicle and not to mention we can go ahead and do 90 percent of the deal i mean we may not want to uh, you know, it's kind of up in the air. It's per dealer if you'd want to actually contract it. Yeah, that'd but, be rough. But we may want to, uh, you know, make a tag for it. Yeah. Go ahead and get the, the paperwork, you know, as far as the right. sales just, end of I it. I mean, with most people, <laughs> just just sign a deal sheet, you know, just sign a, a I mean, not a buyer's order, but, a, but you yeah, know, I would kind sign of a, a buyer's order and, and get, you know, copies of the insurance, get license, get right. everything feeling official. Yeah. yeah. The only the last thing we have to do is go to the FNI office. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna contract anybody, but yeah, we can Let's go ahead and swap move. your plate over. Well, well they don't swap the plate. Let's go and swap your plate. Where's your trade? Oh, it's not here. I told you, John. When you get home, go ahead and swap your plate over. <laughs> and send me a picture because I'm gonna need that for our records. <laughs> John, were you even listening to the guy? <laughs> All I heard was... All right, let's go swap the plate. Listen, John, I told you, man, my vehicle is not here. Brother, I've Yeah, 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 I heard you. I have helped seven people buy new cars today. I get a little confused. I thought that was the other guy. (laughs) What vehicle are we on again? Is this for your daughter? I forget. (laughs) Or is it your mother coming to help you buy it? I don't remember. Where's your dad? (laughs) Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. All right, what are some other stalls? Wait, I will need to think about it. Uh, payment, about, bank, trade. What just that? Huh? Just, okay, I need to think about it. Well, that, that's normally how they all start out, right? Right. I understand. I like your little line about the elephant. I've heard that before, but I never can remember it. Yeah. <laughs> You're no elephant, John. Thought, thought is like that, sir. It happens in an instant. You know, our brain is made up of chemicals and electricity. Right. Just bam. You just had a thought, didn't you? <laughs> what are you thinking about? But, thinking about what a jerk you are right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't wait to get the heck out of here. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I want to think about it. Great. You know, most of my customers, I understand why you'd want to think about it. It's the second biggest buying decision you'll make in your life. The first is a home, second is a car. I get it, right? But when customers tell me that, it's one of two things. It's either the money they want to think about or the vehicle. Which one is it for you? I'm so glad you went there because I was going to say, I think we need to kind of eliminate some things that it is not. Right. You know, are you, do you need to go home and think about whether this is the right vehicle? Yeah. You know, are, are we at least on the right vehicle? Because if we're not on the right vehicle, the money doesn't matter. No, right. We're, we're working payments on a car you don't even want. Yeah. If, we, if we're on the right car and the money worked out and this was, you know, affordable for you and made sense financially, you would love the car, yes? Yeah. Okay, you do. All right, let's take that off the table. Right. We don't have to yeah, think so about the car. We're only talking about the money here. <laughs> yeah, now we just need to figure out how to make it fit into what you, you know, imagined would be a good deal. Right. Or comfortable with. Yeah. Maybe that's not a good way to say it. How, how, how did you imagine a good deal would in be? In your fantasy. Because yeah, it's not going to be like that. But go ahead and share that with me anyway. Yeah, please. Gosh, I wish I could get a $400 payment too. Man, that would be a great what, imagination. What unrealistic thoughts did you have when you gave in here? Zero down for 12 months at 400 a month? Gosh, yes, that's a dream come true. Yeah, All that's right, my so fantasy okay, too. Now let's talk about reality. You're okay at 720 for 84, right? With 8,000 down. Uh, so yeah, I think it all comes back to get to the core, right? Yeah. And we're talking about it, you know... You, don't make it a standoff. It doesn't right. need to be sitting across the desk from each other. Well, yeah, everybody says you're thinking about it. What? What is the problem right. here? Well, Remember the old Foursquare? Yeah. Had managers, you know, let me go close your guy. And right. they'd come in, you know, salty. All right, sir. What, are you okay with this? Are you okay with this square? Are you okay with it? What square is it? Because yeah. <laughs> it's got to be one of the four squares. I only got four of them. <laughs> right. So you got to pick one. Well, it's all four of them, you jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> it, costs, it costs too much. You're not giving me enough for my trade. I don't want to put any money down. The payment's too high. My, my, my favorites are those uh, managers who love using the, uh, sir, it sounds like you want a goodbye. Right? <laughs> well, goodbye. <laughs> Jeez. I've never heard that You've one. never heard that one? Sir, it sounds like you're looking for a goodbye. Well, goodbye. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, that's... That's not what we are promoting here. And it goes back to if you're doing a good job throughout the entire process, the final step is so much easier. Yes. Right? If you're selling, getting commitments, building value, you know, really taking them through those steps, then it, it, that's what prevents the final from being that square off. And that's why there's so many, or there at least 
in the past have been so many of those managers who come in with that, ah, I'm going to go close this guy, <laughs> right? Well, you shouldn't need that if you shouldn't need somebody else who hasn't been through the process with the guy to come in and close the guy who you have built rapport with, gained commitments, built the value and all and, that. And the funny thing about that is the salesman, that's probably why he's on the way from the desk to his from the sales tower to his desk, right. he's whispering, okay, now they don't want to go over there. Right, right, right. They don't want black. They can't take black. Because you know? they know the sales manager's going to go in there like, all right, look. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, he's but, trying to slam. And you know what? I mean, I, I've, I've been that sales manager, too, to go in and close a deal and had the salesman in my ear telling me, well, they, they won't go over this, and they got to have this. And, and I'm like, shh, shh. No, I, listen, I, just give me the deal sheet, you be quiet, and let me take over. Well, what, what, my favorite comeback to that whenever I would close other people's deals is, I know what you think, I want to hear what the customer right. thinks. You've been up there for 10 minutes telling me well, they can't do this and they got to have that. I understand how yeah. you feel. Right. Let me go talk to you. You just shut up and let the customer and I figure out what they do. Right. I think this was a wonderful discussion, right? I hope we have more like this. You know, just concrete examples of what can we say in this situation? How do we overcome this problem in the sales process? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, huh? I, I, hey, man, I'm all for it. Well, I think we better stop while the energy's high, Ray. All right. I want to thank everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We do appreciate it, and we do hope you will join us again. like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.